0: sing, glory to the newborn King, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born.
1: to earth to bring us joy, and I just want to sing this song to you. It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the middle. this earth. The shepherds left their flocks by night to see this baby wrapped in light. A host of angels led them all to you. It was just as the angel said. Go! I know you came to rescue me, this baby boy would grow to We were waiting without hope or without light Till from heaven you came right
2: you to move that off the podium all right bibles john 3:16. we have been going through the book of matthew on sundays take a christmas break this morning merry christmas to you all i wish christmas came on monday every year and i wish uh uh, Christmas Eve was on Sunday every year but nobody's going to listen to what I wish so it's probably just going to keep on doing like we do but I love it when Christmas is Eve is on Sunday John 3:16 this morning uh, obviously uh, probably almost everybody knows the verse Rusty was stepping off the stage last week I don't remember I'm sure he doesn't he didn't plan on it just stepping off stage and and said use John 3:16 As soon as he said it, that just clicked with me, and I knew that that's what I would use this week. Hardly ever is used as a uh, Christmas uh, verse, but it actually is, isn't it? So we'll put it on the screen. I know you know it, or most of you do. For God so loved the world. We'll read it through quickly, and then we'll go read it back slowly. There is an outline of this on the back side of your announcements, if you'd like to use that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. One of these days, <clears throat> I know I've done it often in the past. I'll do it again. We'll talk about what only begotten son means. There's, there's, that's a very important phrase. Don't let any Bible take that out because there are, is a Bible or two that does take that out. Do not let, because it is in the original, only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish and you will perish without him, okay? So whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, <clears throat> let's the, as far as a Christmas theme, the first part of it is, it's like the perfect Christmas theme, Christmas verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved the world. God the Father loved the world so much that he gave his son for us. That's... Christmas, okay. all right? That's when God saw the condition we're in. Time was exactly right, and God sent forth His Son. For God so loved. Now, let's go even, take it even slower, and uh, you can look at your outline on the back, but uh, if you were paying attention to the title screen, the title screen just said, God so loved. Now, look closely at that. For God so loved the. Love the world, that's us, that's, just, that's understood, right? That God loved us. God loved us so much. For God so loved the world. That word so, is that little two-letter word so. Changes, adds to the thought of God's love. If you're looking at your outline, we'll go to the next screen. There are degrees of love for everyone. Okay? There are degrees of love for everyone. That's why the that's why John 3:16, Jesus said it, for God so loved the world. He didn't say <clears throat> God loved the world. Did he? He said he so loved it. He could have said it maybe more the way we would say it, God loved us this much that he would send his son for us. He didn't say, God loves us. He added to it and said, God so loves us. He loves us this much. There are degrees of love. There are with you, there are with me, there is for everyone, there is with God. There are degrees of love. You need to listen closely. But you all know that you love some things more than others. You love some people more than others. Uh, Others, you love, uh, if you're a parent, you love your children more than you love the children of others, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're supposed to. If you're a husband, you love your wife more. If you're a wife, you love your husband more, you know, on on. We all get that. May not think about that a whole lot. My, uh, my grandma was the one that got me started thinking about that. I thought, why does grandma act the way she does? you know, when I'm around. Why, why does she? Why, grandma would cry every time I came, which you know, that, that's a good thing, but she would cry every time I came and cry every time I left. I never cried when I went to grandma's house and when I left. Why was grandma, because grandma loves me more than I love her. That's not really, you know, easy thing to say. We don't talk about that a whole lot, but that needs to always be true. Grandma's You need to love your grandchildren more than they love you. That's just the natural order thing. There are degrees of love for everyone. That's why we love some things more, some people more. God loves some things more than other things. I don't believe he loves some people more than other people, But I do think that he loves people more than other things. And if you stick around as we go through the book of Matthew, we'll come across that section, for instance, where uh, Jesus said, of how much more value are you than the flowers? Of how much more value are you than the birds? God thinks so much more of you than flowers and so much more of you than birds. God loves you more than other things he created. God loves you more. There are degrees to love. He loves you more. He loves you so much. He loves you so much that he gave his son for you. Now, a lot of people, everybody in the room could say, I love Somebody, I love some people, but w- do you love them that much? You see, the degree of how much you love somebody determines on what you'll do for them. And then there's just this place for all of us. We don't like to talk about it, but there's this place for all of us where it's just all all I can do. I'm I'm done. I I can't do anymore. And frankly, you know, we never say this, but I just don't love you that much, you know? And that's why there's a stopping point for all of us. But the Bible says that God loves us so much. Uh, Every parent in the room. You know, we talk about, can you imagine, it's just unimaginable giving your child as a sacrifice for someone else. You know, we're just probably not going to do that. Why? Because we don't love that much. We don't love the other person that much. We love our child that much more, you see. And I, you know, there's no sense in me asking you to imagine that because we just hardly can't. But God did that because, not just because he loved us, because he loved us so much, he loved us that much. Now, I want you to think about it a little further, and I'll probably get mixed reactions about this, I'm not sure. But you have the picture, Jesus Christ coming to earth, that's what Christmas is. But you have a picture of God the Father sending, so to speak, God the Son to earth for us. Then at Easter, you have a picture of God the Father allowing the crucifixion, the public crucifixion of his Son on earth. He loves us so much that he gave his Son this is where I'm going to ask every parent in the room. I, I know if you're not a parent, you know, you just got to bear, bear, bear with us here. But it's the parents in the room who can really kind of get this in our head. Isn't there a difference between the thought of you sacrificing yourself for someone or something? There's that. And then compared to that, <clears throat> is you being asked, are you doing it? offering your child as a sacrifice. I could imagine, and you can just kind of imagine with me if you can, I can imagine that there may be this place where you or I could sacrifice ourselves for someone. I, I can kind of wrap my head around that one. I don't know if you can. I can kind of wrap my head around that. That there would be a time where I would Run into a burning building for someone else kind of thing, all right? Not sure that would be it, but you know what I mean. But, there's that. Now wrap your head around, but, would you send your child into the burning building for someone else while you stood and watched? Hmm, probably not. Probably not. Why? Why? I could imagine loving someone, I could imagine loving you enough to run into a burning building. Let's just pick that, run into a bu- burning building for, for you. I, I, I can imagine that. I love you that much. I have a harder time imagining sending one of my children into the burning building for you while I stand back and watch. Why? Why? I, I, don't, I struggle with love there because I love so much what I'm sending into the building more than what's in the building and more than myself. So here's the struggle of Jesus coming to earth, that's Christmas, and then giving himself on a cross for us, that's Easter. That's one thing. But we also have the picture of God the Father allowing it doing this whole thing and God the Father loving you that much that he would give his only begotten son for you that thing that probably every parent struggles with would I even contemplate being able to do that God the Father did that for you Complicated even more romans five eight says that that uh, that God commended his love toward us, showed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. See that makes it even more so that just blows my mind even more because I can imagine uh maybe giving myself for someone who really loves me if my grandma was in the house, you know, I'm probably going to go in a- after her because she loves me that much, and I love her. But Romans 5, 8 said that God commendeth his love toward us, showed his love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. He died for us, and we didn't even want him to, didn't even care about him, and, and for people who still don't, Jesus died for them. It's the degree of love that's just so much more than actually I can even comprehend. God loves us like that. And he showed that love. He he proved that love by, by Christmas and Easter and everything in between there. God the Father sending his son into the burning building for you. Because Who else would? Who else would? Nobody. Who else loves you that much? Nobody. Who else could love you that much? Nobody. Nobody. There's nobody else who would, and frankly, there's nobody else who could. And so God did that through sending his son. That's what the the manger is. That's what the Cross is There are degrees of love for everyone, including God. And John 3.16 says, God loves you so much. That's how much God loves you. Remember that? We move on, but I, I need you to not forget that. The next one, if you're looking at your outline, it's also on the screen. Okay. So what? Caution, handle with care. What I just talked to you about, caution, handle that with care. Here it is. I'll remind you again. The proof of God's love is Christmas and, and, and Easter, God sending his son for you. The proof of God's love is giving his son for you who may not have even cared about it at one time. That is the proof of God's love. Okay, here's the caution. Some of us have fallen into the trap of questioning the love of God because things aren't going real well with you right now. Because things aren't maybe going real well with you right now. You question whether God loves you. Okay? Because... God may not be answering your prayers the way you would like for him to and God may not be responding to you the way you wish he would and things aren't going the way you would really like for them to go and you've been praying about it and God doesn't seem to be changing the situation or you have somebody that you're praying for and you're praying about it and you're praying about it and you're pouring your heart into it but God doesn't seem to be responding the way you want him to. God's not doing what you want him to do and God's allowing things that you wish he wouldn't allow. God's not acting like you want him to act. God's not caring for you the way you want him to care for you the way you want him to care for you. God's not answering the prayers the way you want him to answer your prayers. I don't know that you could be a Christian or not for very long and not wrestle with this. And so the question is In God, do you really love me? Do you really love me? If you really love me, how, how many times have you not only thought this, but you've heard others in your life, if you really love me, God, you would do this. If you really love me, God, you would change this. And because you're not doing this or you're not changing this, God, I'm questioning whether you really love me. Caution right here. Handle this with care. What God does or does not do in your life right now has nothing to do with his love for you, okay? What God may be doing or not doing in your life right now has absolutely nothing to do with his love for you. What is the proof of God's love for you? John 3, 16 says it. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that you don't have to perish. God so loved you that he gave Jesus for you. So be careful and be cautious with any, with all the other, th- and any and all the other thoughts that come into your head that you we sink back into about proving the love of God or doing like a text proof of whether God really loves me or not. Let me let me give you let me, let's deal with this just a little bit more. Let me give you an analogy. Let's let's do it be, do this between us. Let's just say. Kind of going back to where we started. I'm a, I'm a dad. And let's just say some situation came up. Maybe it is the burning house. I hadn't planned on that, that one. But anyway, it just seems to be the one that comes to mind. Let's just see, say a situation comes up, whatever it might be, that, that I am able to save you by sacrificing one of my children for you. I really struggled to even come up with a specific there. But let's just say that, that just that, that really big thing came up, and I was able to save you by sacrificing one of my children for you. And I did it. I saved you by giving one of my children for you. I, I get it. It's hard to imagine. But let's just imagine All right, in years to come, years go on, we still have a relationship. I saved you by giving one of my children for you. But in years to come, maybe our relationship isn't what you think it ought to be. Maybe I don't do everything you think I ought to do. I don't act and respond to you the way you think I ought to act and respond to you. You know, I. And then you question whether I love you. If that happened, years passed, and anything came up, and you come to me and say, you know, the way you're acting, I'm just not sure you love me. You know what I would do? Do you remember? Do you remember what I did for you? I gave my child for you and you're questioning my love for you. I've tried to come up with all kinds of words for that. I wrote some of them down. Isn't that, if you did that to me, question my love for you when I've given my child for you, isn't that hurtful? Uh, I'm going to throw some words out here because I can't come up with one. That's hurtful. That's rude. That's ungrateful. That's mean. That you would question my love for you because of maybe some little thing I didn't do or one thing you thought I should do. After all that I did for you, and giving my child for you. And hurtful, mean, rude, those, I just throw words out there because I really can't come up with one that really nails it. I think, I think ungrateful probably comes about as close as anything. Okay, you know we're really not talking about me and you, right? We're talking about our relationship with God. And what all of us are tempted to do sometimes is go backward in our thinking, in our relationship, and begin to question the love of God for us. Because he's not answering our prayers the way, you know, that whole thing. He's, he's, he's not doing what we think he ought to do. He's, he's not acting the way we think he ought to act. And this morning, I want all of us right now to just stop and pause a minute. And I want you to go back to John three sixteen. God so loved you. That he gave his son for you. He did what hardly anybody else would be willing to do and really nobody else could do. Is he gave his son for you. Now, what should be your response? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I have nothing to complain about. God, I have nothing to complain about and so I'm not going to. God, I have nothing to complain about, and so I'm not going to. Instead, Lord, I want to praise you and thank you for what you did for me. God so loved me that he gave his son for me, and that's still true, and there's nothing else that can happen in my relationship with the Lord that can taint that Or stain that as long as I remember what the Father did for me in sending the Son for me. Now, this may sound like an add-on, and to a degree it, it is. That right there was the main thing. But I want you to look at the last one. This one will explain some more things. This will kind of explain a lot of what's going on in some of our lives. It will be going on in all of our lives who are concerned about other people. God loves you more than you love Him. There are de- there are degrees to love. It affects everyone. God loves you more than you love Him. Of, of course He does. <clears throat> in- now, I'm gonna, I don't know the percentages here, but there will be people in our congregation right now who are very concerned about other people. Very concerned about reaching them, reaching out to them, helping them. There are people in this room right now who are very concerned about other people. Ministry always looks like that. God loves you more than you love him. The person reaching out always loves the person they're trying to reach more than the person they're trying to reach loves them It's never the same, or there's no reason to reach them. The person you're trying, the the person who's reaching cares more than the person who's being reached. The person who is reaching out prays more than the person who's being reached. The person reaching out loves more than the person being reached. It's always going to be true or there's no reason to reach them. And I I need all of us to get that in our head that when we're... Tomorrow, when we're serving the meal, I guarantee you, you're going to go to house after house who hadn't even really thought about this. They made a phone call sometime and, and they know that somebody's supposed to show up at their house, but that's about it. They've not invested anything. And some of you have invested days and weeks, and some of you tomorrow are going to invest almost your whole day. And the person you take the meal to, and, and here, <laughs> it, here's the one we all love, the person you take the meal to complains about the food. <laughs> ah, hey, that's ministry. That's what it is. God loves you more than you love him. That's why some of you are complaining to God. And God the Father looks at it just like, hey, did I not give my son for you? It's like the children of Israel in the wilderness. They cross through the Red Sea. In two weeks, they want to turn back because they remember in in Egypt, they have watermelon and onions. I want to go back to slavery because of watermelon and onions. If I was God, aren't you, uh, we're all glad that we're not God, because a lot of people would just be slapped, you know Watermelon and onions, and you saw me part the Red Sea for you. and you want to go back. I don't even like the taste of watermelon and onion together. It doesn't even taste good. It doesn't sound good. But you want to go back to slavery because of that. So there will be people tomorrow who haven't thought about it, haven't done anything for it, and never will do anything for it, and complain about the food that they get. (laughs) That's what ministry is. That's what ministry has always been. That's what ministry will always be. The person reaching cares more than the person being reached. And it's a very good chance that person being reached will never care as much as the person reaching. The person reaching loves more than the person being reached. And there's a very good chance that the person being reached will never love as much as the person who's reaching. And what happens to those of us who are reaching, we get discouraged along the way and think, well, you know, I wish they cared as much as I do. Well, they probably never will. I wish they loved as much as I do. Well, they probably never will. But that's what ministry is. It always has been. It always will be. But the love of Jesus Christ gets in us, and we've got to share that love many times. Most of the time, you're not going to get that love back from people. Where are you going to get it from? God so loved the world. That's where you get it from. God loves you, and he poured his love in you and through you, and you're pouring that into others. What I need you to do this morning is stop thinking that it's going to come back to you through people. It's probably not. Every once in a while it does, but it's probably not. There was a missionary, Oswald Chambers, who said, you'll get more appreciation from your dog than you will the people that you reach. He's absolutely right. Then why would I do it? Because God so loved the world, and I'm part of the world, and God so loved me, and I've just got to remind myself, when I'm reaching out, I'm not doing it for you to love me back. I'm doing it because Jesus so loved me that I I know I've got a choice, but it's almost like I don't don't have a choice because of what Jesus has done for me, what God the Father did in sacrificing his son for me. That's amazing. How can I keep that to myself? I really can't. We're going to pray. I'm going to ask our musicians to come on up I'm going to talk to you about three things to pray for. Give me just a minute. I have to take a drink of something. I want to talk to you about three things to pray for before we stand. First one is this. If there's anybody in the room who believes the love of God for you, that God loves you that much, but you've never received it, this is the time. You've never received it, and you know that right now that God is speaking to you about it. The Holy Spirit's drawing you. This is the time. We're going to have our prayer time. People come to the front and pray. And during that time, if you want to come up front and pray, and during it's just a simple, I receive that. I receive the love that, that you have for me. I receive Jesus as my Savior. I, I receive that. I believe that. I receive that. And I want to do this that this morning. I've never done that but I want to do that, I want to do that now I want to do that and if you do that, if you come and and say I receive Jesus as my Savior I want you to let me know because then we will baptize you Okay. I receive Jesus as my Savior if there's anyone in the room who's never done that and you're ready to do that this morning we're going to invite you to come you come, you simply say that You let me know that you mean that with your heart. That's number one. Number two, the second thing to pray about is probably all of us in the room at some point, it may not be all right now, but all of us in the room at some point, we've questioned the love of God for us because things weren't going well. And God's not answering our prayer the way we we want him to. Nothing wrong with saying that. Things aren't going well. And, and my prayers aren't being answered the way I wish that, that they were. And I don't know that that's going to change. But that has nothing to do with the love of God. And so this morning, it's not about getting God to do what you want him to do. or getting God to act the way you want him to act. It's about thanking him for what he did for you. Christmas and Easter. It's about thanking him for what he did for you, what he gave for you. And so some of us this morning, right now, in fact, the song we picked out is because of that. Some of us right now just need to change our mind about how we've been thinking and how we've been acting toward God. and this and this morning's a simple, decision in our mind i'm going to stop being that way i'm going to stop thinking of god like like that and i'm going to come this morning and just thank him for what he did for me Uh, you can have things to pray about too that's fine but there are times there are weeks and i think this is one of those weeks where we probably just need to come and say lord i thank you i don't have anything to ask for I don't have anything to complain about I just want to thank you I believe that you love me so much that you gave your son for me and this morning I simply want to step out in a public way and thank you okay then the last one is you're struggling with the ministry thought You're struggling with relationships because it's not going the way you wished it would. They're not responding the way you want them to. Join the club. (laughs) Join the club. That's what ministry is. We love them. They don't respond. We love them. We reach, they don't reach back, we continue to reach. We care, they don't care back, we continue to care. When do we give up? Never, never. When do I give up on you? Never. Why? When did God give up on you? Never, never. And so it's the love of God through us, no matter what anybody does. No matter what anybody says, if they don't like the food, that's their problem. I love it. It's the love of God through you. And that's all that counts. That's why we're doing it, because of the love of God through us. So you may be struggling with a relationship thing. Hey, I'm asking you to think back. Think back of what Jesus did for you, what God the Father did in sending his son for you. Think that's the love of God. And Think back of when you decided that you would do what God asked you to do. No matter what, think back to that and keep doing that. You do what God asked you to do, no matter what. Three things to pray about. I come this morning to receive Jesus as my savior. I come this morning just to thank him for what he did for me. Things may not be great for me right now, but I don't, I don't care. I come to thank him ah, for what he did for me. And the last one is, you know what? I am struggling with people, and I want to get back to just, be, I'm doing it because Jesus told me to. Because Jesus told me to. Okay, stand with me. We're going to sing the goodness of God you need to come and pray about anything, anything at all, we invite you to come. Okay.